It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening. And thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And it's a Friday, which means we have another fan of the Colorado Avalanche on the show for the Fandom Friday segment. We have Jacob Hill joining us in just a moment. And we have the results from the latest poll, which was out on Twitter. And I think we're going to hold off because it's the weekend. We'll, we'll hold off on the polling and start it up again on Monday. So we just don't have a poll sitting there for Saturday and Sunday just marinating. So we'll hold off after the the uh, warding of the Vezina trophy, trophy between Grubauer and Franzos. And it... Probably went the way that you think it went, went the way that I thought it went, but we'll kind of uh, award that to the appropriate Colorado Avalanche goalie. And um, first things first, we will get into the social media where you can follow the show. Follow on Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. Follow on Instagram, Lockdown Avalanche. And send questions, comments, concerns, email to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. If you want to be on this Fandom Friday segment, shoot me an email over at that email address, LockedOnAvalanche.com, or LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. That one might work a little bit better. Um, or get a hold of me through one of the social media outlets. One thing that we did just last night was, uh, and like I've been doing since the season's been suspended and hiatus, is simulating the games that the Avalanche should be playing on NHL 20 on my PlayStation 4 and simulating it through the uh, Lockdown Avalanche YouTube channel. Uh, if you, you can just go to YouTube and, and search for that and follow it if you want to, but if you follow on Twitter or Instagram, I put, post the link to the stream uh, about 15 minutes before I always do it at nine o'clock at night Eastern time. And uh, the next one will be Saturday. It's Canadians versus the avalanche in Colorado. But for this game, it was avalanche in Nashville against the predators and the avalanche in my simulation world had lost three in a row, two regulation, uh, two regulation losses, one overtime loss. So to kind of switch things up a little bit, the game in Nashville, uh, I had them wear the Stadium Series jersey from a few years back when they played Detroit. Uh, they were they're still you know they're white, so they're technically away, and it seemed to do the trick. I'm telling you guys, this was a phenomenal game. I don't know we had we have a good amount of people watching, and there's a conversation going in the chat. You can you can chat while the game is being simulated. I don't know if I'm the only one, but I was actually like pumping my fist when the Avalanche would score a goal. And they were down this entire game. They were down five to two in the third. They got one about halfway through the third. 
And then they scored two with about a minute and a half left. They scored one to be, get down five to four, and then they scored another one with less than a minute left. It was le- There was less than a minute, I believe, between those two goals. And to tie it, people in the chat were going crazy. Uh, went into overtime. Typical awesome overtime session. Nobody scored, but there were some breakaways. It was just it was nonstop hockey action. Uh, and then it went to a shootout. Av scored two. I think it was McKinnon scored on the first round. Rantanen got stuffed, and then uh, Landeskog scored the winner, and the Avs won at six to five. It was high octane action. Let me just tell you. So. Tune into that on Saturday, 9 o'clock Eastern, Canadians versus the Avalanche. And I believe that gives the Avalanche 95 points on the season between the overtime loss and the win uh, against the Predators. That was a big division win, too. So uh, 95 points. I'll have to double-check on that, but I'm almost positive they would have 95 points in this hashtag simulate the season scenario that we have going. So definitely tune in because it's a lot of fun so that's going to be saturday but right now it's friday which means it's fandom friday and it's jacob hill from california on the show let's get to that segment right now my name is paul stewart a third generation irishman from dorchester mass i made it to the nhl as both a player and a referee i was even elected to the u.s hockey hall of fame when i was skating i had my share of lumps and bumps I gave a few back, too. As a stand-up old-school guy, I've always been hesitant to try fads, but recently I became a big fan of a company called Easy Feeling Wellness. A hockey buddy sent me 1,000 milligrams of intensive relief rub. Easy Feeling markets a line of natural plant-based hemp extract products, including gummies, soft gels with melatonin, and tinctures. Their motto is to enjoy every day, which all of us banged-up baby boomers and old skaters can relate to. Easy Feeling products are non-addictive. They don't get you high, and they're perfectly legal. Give Easy Feeling a try by going to easyfeelingwellness.com. They will even give you 20% off your first order by using my special code, PS20. Easy Feeling Wellness. Enjoy every day. Don't Luca now, but the Los Angeles Clippers might be in trouble. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Dallas Mavericks forward Luka Doncic dropped a triple-double and an overtime buzzer-beating three-pointer to tie their series with the Los Angeles Clippers. You have to listen to Locked On Mavericks today for a very hype Nick Angstad. To the NFL, where 77 positive COVID tests from 11 teams were re-examined by a New Jersey lab. All of those tests have now come back negative. For the latest on the NFL's quest to return, subscribe to Locked On NFL and the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show. And finally... Sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter that Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson missed two training camp practices due to a groin injury. Listen to Locked On Ravens for the latest on the reigning MVP and why the team released Earl Thomas. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so welcome back to the Lockdown Avalanche podcast and the Fan of Friday segment. And today I have Avs fan Jacob Hill on with me. Jacob, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. 
Excellent. Well, thanks for coming on the show. And you are an Avs fan living in California. Yep, Bakersfield, California. Baker. So where, where is where is Bakersfield? So like give it an idea. We're about two hours away from LA. So um, we're known. We're kind of like a desert town. We're pretty big, but it's a desert town. We're known for our heat. We're known for our crazy rednecks. You know, so it's uh, corn. If you know the band Corn. Yes, so that's where they're from. Field. Really? Kevin Harvick okay. is a big NASCAR driver. And then a yeah. lot of country music is huge here. Like Merle Haggard, Buck Owens are from Baker's So it's, Field. is it, so there would be two hours like south from Los Angeles? Mm, or? I suck at directions. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're like right. in the middle of like, we're like two hours away from Fresno, two hours away from, um, you know, LA. Like we're in the middle. Gotcha. All right. That makes so, sense. Uh, I mean, typically I start with how, how people got into the avalanche and we'll get to that, but mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the flavor of the month right now is this whole, yeah. uh, Corona thing. And with you being in California, that's kind of where, uh, we in, in on the West coast is kind of where it kind of first got into the United States. Yeah. Has it has it affected you or anybody in your family or? Well, thankfully, as of right now, I know no one who has it. Um, but it's it's crazy. I mean, obviously, some reason toilet paper has become the bottle caps from Fallout. <laughs> you know, they're so rare and you can't find them anywhere. You go to the grocery store. I mean, they have no bread. No mm-hmm. microwavable foods like burritos or stuff. It's all gone. It's so are crazy. you are you, are you low on there. supplies or are you kind of stocked uh, up? Thankfully, okay. we're good. But we, I mean, we don't know how long this thing's gonna last. I mean, we have toilet paper, but I mean, right. that's the thing. We don't we don't have a timetable, you know. So we don't. We could only just do what we can, you know. Right. Well, I mean, like like everybody else is doing, you just gotta kind of ride this thing out and just do the smart thing and keep washing your hands and keep your distance from people and all those things that you keep hearing over and over and over again. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it, it now, now it's coast to coast, but, um, yeah, California seemed to be, well, the whole West coast, like we said, seemed to be kind of where it was attacking first. So good to hear that yeah. hasn't affected you directly as of yet. Mm-hmm. Good. So getting into pretty much the hockey season now, how has this affected? I mean, are you doing okay that there's there's no hockey around or pretty well, much I no watch sports? Every there? all the sports, um, you know, I watch it all, love it, and uh, that's when I knew this thing was big. Is obviously yeah. when Rudy Gobert got it, NBA season, and I was like, man, if the NBA season, you know, because you know both eighty-two game schedules, most arenas are shared, they're around the same time is when they end and start uh, once that happened i kind of knew it was like man this is probably gonna head the nhl's way and obviously i made sure to watch the the, the avs and rangers game because like this could be the last one right and, and it was it, uh, but yeah it was and obviously they hope to get the season going it i feel like you know you hopefully it comes back but they might just cancel it, which would suck because, you know, I, I really thought the ads, especially if now that there's time for rest, we could probably get our players back. I always thought, you know, the ads, the healthy ads have a good shot at winning the cup, but now it's just, you'll never know what it feels like, you know? Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, you thought 
it could be uh, benefiting them, you know, have a couple weeks off and, and maybe you lose out the last end of the season, but you go into the playoffs, everybody's healthy, ready to go, and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> and now it's, uh, you know, maybe we'll see you next season at this point in the game. So who knows? Who knows? But it's we're all sitting by anxiously waiting hockey whenever that may be. Um, in terms of your your history of Avalanche fandom, how, how you you grew up in California? My entire life in Bakersfield, California. And how how did you get turned on to the Colorado Avalanche? Well, obviously here in Bakersfield we have Bakersfield Condors, which are the current AHL team of the Edmonton Oilers. Okay. And, you know, I got to see, like, Leon Dreisaitl play here when he would oh, nice. play, like, a couple games for the Condors, like like nine games before they had him go up to Edmonton. You know, Jesse Pugliarvi spent so much time here coming and going. So you get to right. see some, you know, bright young Condors. Well, uh, back in the day, obviously, when I would go to Condors games, they weren't an AHL team. They weren't even ECHL team. They were just, I don't know what league they were in. There was a team. And I just, I was like, this is a cool sport. I, I didn't really know anything about it you know because the first sport i really got into was football right and then i started to branch out to other and so i'd go to my grandparents house and they'd have an old ps2 and playstation and i would play nhl 99 and i i knew i would play as the western conference all-star all-star team and i knew so little about hockey i thought that was a real team like I, I didn't know, but in all, I was like, oh, this, is, this team's amazing. They're amazing. And the goalie for that team was Patrick Wall. And gotcha. I was like, dude, this goalie's amazing. He's stopping everything. Like nothing's getting by this guy. And my two favorite, the two best forwards on that team for me were Sackick and Forsberg. Okay. And then come to find out they're on, they're, they're on a real team and they're all free together you know they're all three on that team i'm like well that was my team right there that team's got to be awesome so i'm gonna follow (laughs) and at this point it was like uh, obviously nhl on nine but the year when i was playing it was like 2005 or 2006 you know okay the the abs were kind of a different team from you know and 99 that was like 98 they were obviously one of the best right right so that 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 kind of started it for you and then yes and then I tried, you know, I followed team when I could because obviously living in California, they're not going to really play uh, Avalanche games. You know, if they are playing hockey games at all, it's going to be, you know, Sharks teams, um, stuff like that. Yeah, so, I mean, it, California's got, uh, you know, Anaheim, mm-hmm. Los Angeles, uh, you know, they, they have – and there's uh, San Jose. I, I think that's the three teams in California, correct? I think they have three yeah, teams. Yeah, there's usually always three teams in California in all the sports, you know? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, for, and for the longest time, oddly enough, uh, you know, New York and L.A. are kind of like the biggest markets in L.A. for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. They have football teams. But um, now that, you know, now they, they're getting football back there, or they've had it back there. But uh, yeah. what about your 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 football allegiance? Is that? to a different team is that to the denver broncos oh, like, i know people are like my answer what it got okay. me into football was patriots okay i'm a patriots uh-huh. fan i know people we hate them okay uh, okay but as a kid growing up i watched the eagles patriots super bowl the first one and uh okay. i i watched I, said, Who have, I knew i didn't know tom brady i didn't know anything 
I was like, whoever wins this game is going to be my team. <laughs> and I found out about Tom Brady's story, and I thought, man, this guy was a 109-night overall pick. He went from a nobody to somebody to somebody to the most hated player probably in NFL history. Yeah, right. And he must be I doing something right team. Yeah. Well, I mean, look yep. at it with Sidney Crosby. He's probably the most uh, hated player in the AHL. I mean, but I'm pretty sure everyone would love to sit on their team. I, did. I know I would. Yeah, I mean, there's players that that have that uh i guess it follows them um mm-hmm. trying to think of i mean you know i'm also a broncos fan so i i always know like bill romanowski was that guy i don't know if that name rings a bell oh, for you yeah. but yeah i mean oh, yeah. he he was that guy like he you hated him if he was not on your team and then when he's on your team he just goes all out so and you absolutely love him. Kadri. i mean when he's traded yeah. like man tyson berry i mean i and add Kerfoot, I thought it was a bit much because, you know, I get Barry for Kadri, but why do we have to throw Kerfoot? I, I, I didn't get that part. You know, yeah, I mean, but, it, it seemed to have worked out, but yeah, that's a good. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a good trade for us. I, it's definitely worked out for us. And and I love Nazem. I love what he brings to our team. And, yep. you know, I agree. We need that. I agree. Um, so do you – have you been to an Avalanche game when they come to, I've, you know, California? I haven't been able to. I definitely want to. It's definitely must. I've unfortunately never even been able to be to an NHL game. Period. Um, I've been to many of – period. Never been okay. to any. I've been to plenty of Condors games, you know, go when I can, yeah. you know. But, uh, and yeah. obviously I've been fortunate enough to see the, the Colorado Eagles play, you know, the Condors. So in a weird, I've seen some of the you know Avs players, you know prospects, right. live and in person. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool that you yeah. know uh, you see, can kind of see these guys coming up before uh, they they make it. But yeah, I mean that, that's big for like you know uh, baseball. Like when when guys get injured and they have to go back down to the minors for a little while, people flock mm-hmm. to those games because it's an opportunity to see them, even if it's in a you know minor or minor league AHL setting. Uh, it's a big deal for people. So, yeah, uh, yeah that's cool. To keep your uh, keep your eyes and ears open, and you can go see those games. That's that's kind of cool. Yeah, I get to see Leon Drysdale play. I mean, look at him now. Mm, he's uh, right. He, he's probably going to win the heart. You know, it'll be interesting. It'll be really interesting. I think uh, I, I still and I, and I'm trying not to to come across as a homer, but. What what is the the phrase of uh, most valuable? And you could make the argument that Drysaitel was you know as valuable as his team was to McKinnon was to the Avalanche because McDavid missed some time and Drysaitel did not slow down even though McKinnon um, even McDavid missed some time. Um, but uh, man, just the if if the Avalanche didn't have the amount of injuries that they had. For the duration of the season, uh, if Nathan McKinnon's not there, they're not even sniffing the playoffs right now. So I think because of that, I think a lot of voters are going to look at that and say, like, man, it, he added so much value, which is, is is in the the phrase MVP. And I think a lot of voters are going to go McKinnon's way this year. I, I don't think – I think a lot of people want to – whoever's, you know, leading the league in points kind of just – anoint them the heart trophy because of that but if you look at it and break it down 
McKinnon's value to the Avalanche is pretty much unmatched across the league. Yeah, well, the year, uh, you know, McKinnon had the breakout, he led uh, Taylor Hall in every statistical category except for a gap between teammates. Mm-hmm. And that was the argument for Hall winning it. And now you have it vice versa where McKinnon, I mean, you could look at Drysdale, he leads probably McKinnon. I haven't seen the stats comparable, but I imagine Drysdale hasn't beaten all the other stats besides uh, teammates. You know, the next closest is Kel McCarr at like 50-something or 50. And that's it. I mean, and McKinnon's like at 92 or 93. Something like that. So if we gave it to Hull that year, why aren't, why aren't we giving it to McKinnon this year? Right. Right. I agree. But, I mean, I agree. and again, uh, Nathan's not playing in Canada. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So you got into the Avalanche. You said it was around 2005. So yeah, um, I really started following the team it was landis rookie year you know and then okay. i was finally able to start watching games around mckinnon's rookie year all right so because uh, i i put a a poll up on twitter asking what upsets people more and i was shocked because the two the two things i put up were were nathan mckinnon not not going to achieve 100 points or the uh, Detroit Red Wings not owning the worst record ever and taking that away from the Colorado Avalanche. Um, and overwhelming people were more upset that McKinnon will not get his 100 points. And uh, that really shocked me. And, and, and then I had to have a conversation with uh, Kyle Sullivan, who's been on here a couple times, and he kind of reminded me, like, I think – a lot of people who might be voting didn't really experience the avalanche Detroit Red Wings rivalry back in the days. I'm sure they've heard about it, but they didn't really mm-hmm. witness it. Do you fall in that category where, where you didn't, I mean, you didn't, you didn't really follow it. Cause if you didn't get into the avalanche till like the mid, you know, like around 2005, um, yeah. would, so, so if you voted in that, would you vote more towards, the Nathan McKinnon not getting the hundred points or do you, would you even maybe not even living through the Detroit Red Wing avalanche rivalry, would you have voted for Detroit to unseat the avalanche for worst record ever? Honestly, I'd probably go for McKinnon. I'd love, it's, it's a shame he never got those. I mean, it's crazy to think about, you know, he's considered probably second best behind McDavid. Right. He's still, yet to cross the 100-point plateau. Um, it's it's different now because obviously there's – and even I think if they do continue continue the season, I think they're just call it regular season. I don't think they're going to, yeah, you know, finish. But right. I, of course, know and have seen stuff. I didn't watch it live. You know, I didn't experience it live. But, of course, I know now and we've seen all the fights and oh, sure. the bloodbaths and – you know, you hear the stories of of the the the, the rivalry. It was it's crazy. Oh man, sure. it's, I, and and that's that's the the dynamic is, you know, <laughs> even though like you didn't you know live through it, you know about it. But I'm mm-hmm. telling you, man, like if you if if you had been into like Avalanche hockey, like when it was going on, uh, you would have a deeply rooted hatred for the Detroit Red Wings, even to this day, 
when they, you know, they shuffled the conferences and they're not even the same division anymore, same, not even the same conference anymore. Um, it was a different time back then. And I don't know if I'm showing my age by, hmm. by, you know, back when, back in my day. Um, but it was, yeah. it was, uh, it was something to what it was like must see TV when those two teams went at it. So, yeah, um, how it's always been described. I mean, it, I was my old son favorite Avalanche player is Peter Forsberg. I never got to see him play live in there you his prime. Yeah. Obviously seeing him play and seeing how he was like, you know. Oh yeah. No, they were they were a fun, a really fun team to watch back in the day. So um I mean obviously this year kind of upset that, you know, in all likelihood the the regular season will probably not come back into play and we probably won't finish that if we get anything it might be a shortened uh not a shortened playoff but let's just look into the crystal ball and say a playoff uh happens in its entirety and they lock in teams the way that they are right now in the standings that means the avalanche would play the dallas stars if that were to happen would you be comfortable with that matchup how do you think the avalanche and and you know if this were to happen they would be back they would be healthy everything that we're saying uh would that give you more hope against dallas or do you think it would be a dogfight the entire time i think it would be a bit of a dogfight obviously they swept this this season uh but two of those games yeah. were in overtime so close but dallas they're I don't want to sound like a homer here, but I mean they're, they're kind of a cheap team, you know. They're veteran, they're they're a bit grindy, you know. So they do they do some things where you're like, uh, and so obviously that's not going to be an easy win, especially with Ben Bishop. He, you know, when he's on, he's definitely tough to beat. But I yeah. I think the Avs would win, whether it's in seven or five. But I don't see him sweeping. I don't see the Stars sweeping the Avs or the Avs. Sweeping the stars, you know. Obviously, the big boogeyman is the Blues. That's the big one. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of what every, everything is funneling through. Um, mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting if they do come back. Uh, it'll be interesting if they do shorten it to a best of five. Um, that'll make it even more interesting because it's going to take a couple couple games for these teams to kind of wear the rust off. Uh, because they're not allowed to be practicing or or around each other in, in the facility. So um, if you throw at them a five-game series, the team that shakes that rust off the quickest uh, has the advantage, clearly. Well, I, I, and that's why I like the ads, because beginning of last year, they started off gray. Obviously, they had their down point in the middle of the season. It was the mm-hmm. same thing this year. They immediately started out. They were the only team once you go like, Eight and zero or seven and zero in the beginning, and right. something like that. And then obviously, it kind of had a, a bit, bit of a dip. So I, I think they are good at starting off at the beginning. Sure. So it's just maintaining it. What's that? It's just maintaining it. You know that they have exactly. some, a bit of an issue. Right. Right. So any avalanche moments from years past that kind of stick out in your head as? The moment that always gives you like the chills, or just well, something that you think moment. about. Game eighty-two, you know, the dog pile. Uh, That's a great moment, you know. 
It's uh, I, 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 you know, I will watch the game live, and I had a feeling they were going to win. I was like, I know they're going to win. I didn't expect them to do anything in the playoffs, but I knew they were going to win. I remember when Sam Gerrard, you know, it was Matt Nieto, I think, that missed the pass or whatever, and it went right to Gerrard, and he rocketed it in. Yeah. And I was I, just yeah. like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to say that, like, his reaction, he's kind of a docile guy. Yeah. Uh, his reaction? What's that? He hates that guy. For, except when it comes out to bring it for some reason. Yeah. Sam G hates that guy. I know. I don't know what they have against each other, but when he, when he scored that goal and and he just just let out all that emotion, I mean, you couldn't help but watch that game. Meant a lot to all of them. Ugh, just what, what a game! And and yeah, that that one. As as long as I've been watching the Avalanche, um, you know that one sticks out to me the same way as you. Just what a game! And, 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 Good. Game eighty one last year, you know, as well. Which That's one was good. that? Not as good as game. It's the one where they yeah. won against the Jets to went going to playoffs last. Oh, to go into the playoffs last year. Okay. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> it wasn't as good as game eighty two, but hey, we got in. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's definitely one of the memories that definitely sticks out. And, and following, you know, that god awful season. Everything just culminated to that, and every you know, just making the playoffs, and then anything after that was just uh, gravy. But they couldn't get past Nashville, but they still they gave him a dog fight. They gave him a good fight. So, um, yeah, any also had injuries in that series as well? Yes, that's true. Definitely. Um, We're using Andrew Hammond for Christ's sake, you know. I know. I think what the last game and a half. I think he he was yeah, in there. Game five and six, we had him in. He got us to game six. Yeah, he gave us that. Wasn't terrible. Um, any? Are are you a collector? Do you have any Avalanche gear or paraphernalia that you you save well, and kind of I on display? Have- the first thing I got, obviously, I had to get a McKinnon jersey. I have it. I don't. My mom got it for me for Christmas. It's. I don't know if it's a, an authentic one, but oh, hey, it's a jersey. Exactly. And then, not that long ago, I got a Miko Rantanen jersey. It's much nicer. It's it's an authentic, real one. You know. Very nice. Um, it's it's great though. Both are great. Um, you know, I, I I try and get what I can. You know. Like, which you know, one would you wear the, the first time you get to an avalanche game? Which one are you wearing? That's a tough one. I would have to go Rantman, you know, just because, yeah. And also, you know, because also 96 is the same year I was born, you know, for him uh, as okay. well. So like, right. I got that going as well, you know. Gotcha. And uh, I usually get a, a prediction from people, uh, whoever's on the show for the rest of the season. Obviously can't do that, so mm-hmm. you will be the first one. Why don't we fast forward to next season? And do you think, you know, clearly this is, you know, no scientific facts behind this whatsoever, so I will not hold you to any prediction that you make. Uh, and the, the roster will look a little bit different. Some guys will leave. Some guys will be signed. Maybe some of these AHL guys might come up. We have no idea what the roster is going to look like. But a year from now, how do you think the Avalanche are going to be looking? Do you think 
next year because some people were saying that some people were thinking like if they get in this year that's that's great but they were looking towards next year as the year where they were really going to put everything together not that like they weren't close this year uh what would be your crystal ball prediction for next season as far out as that is well the main thing i expect i expect Owen byron to be a part of the team of course okay all right i think he's gonna be a key contributor i think the question is where you know it's who who, who gets pushed out graves core is it's it's a tough question one of them getting you know, I my, my, honestly, who do you think? You take your pick. What's that? Try and trade him out. I would you try and trade Cole. He's got a year on his contract, so some teams would find that um, favorable. Maybe you could get a decent pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My uh, my money's on Zadorov. Yeah, that's that's the other one. It's, I don't. It's, I don't uh, think uh, him and Bednar are meshing. Uh, Bedmark, Bedmark, Bednar expects a lot from him, and I think he's trying. <laughs> He's—I don't think like he's—he's he's not putting in the effort, but uh, for whatever reason, it just is not working out. And I believe this is his last year on his contract, and he's a restricted free agent. Yeah. So I—I th- I think they're just going to let him let him walk, and that because of guys like you said, like Byram's coming up, um, Timmons. Timmons is a defender, so. Uh, and they love Graves, so I don't. I think Graves is going to get a nice increase. Uh, so I, I, I do. I think Zadorov is the guy that kind of gets the short end of the stick. So, yeah, that's. Yeah, I think it's we, just consistency with him. You know? It is. It is. It definitely is. So, yeah, man. Uh, we shall see. So I hope. Um, I don't know. I hope we can get back on the ice this year. Are, we are you one of the ones that kind of just holds out those couple percentage points of hope that it will return this year, or do you feel like no, it's not coming back? We should probably just move on. Right now, I, I still have hope. You know, but I mean, they're talking about July. Like, yeah, they they ask where the stadiums are going to be in July. It's tough because how how how's it going to work for next season? Because hockey is already pretty short off season wise. Yeah, I, I, like. that that player uh, schedule that they proposed. I don't like that at all, and I don't like it because the Avalanche are a playoff team and could go deep into the playoffs. And if that happens, their off season is is a couple weeks, and then they're right back on the ice. I don't like it. <laughs> Not a fan at all. Yeah, it it's tough. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to a shortened playoffs or something. It doesn't matter what they do records-wise because the ads aren't affected. They're in regardless because, you know, I think they have the third-best record in the entire NHL or something like that. So yeah, They're up there, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll the three series for Oof. playoffs. Or... Oof, I'd rather that? them do, just do something than, than not give it away. Yeah. Yeah. That would be interesting. A best of three would definitely be interesting. So, yeah, I don't know. We're just gonna have to be patient and and see. Like you said, we have no idea where we are with this whole pandemic thing. So, we just gotta sit on our hands and and wait it out. So, well, I saw Adam Silver, he's the commissioner of the NBA, talk about how they might consider doing like another All Star game for charity. I got really players if they can't 
maybe as like a a sorry we couldn't do the season thing. It would be interesting because I imagine that game they would actually try more. That's um, a good point. But because they know. don't really try in the NBA All Star game, do they? <laughs> well, the All Star game they actually did try, but normally, yeah. like the the NHL All Star game was brutal. Um, yeah, I watched it. It was brutal. Yeah, I usually skip it. <laughs> Not a big fan yeah. of All Star games. So, all right, Jacob. Uh, any social media platforms you want anybody out there to follow you on? You do anything? Well, I'm on Facebook. I, I do have Twitter, Instagram, but I, I don't. I don't really use them. You don't uh, use them that much, Jacob. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, Jacob Hill, Facebook. Right. There's there's tons of them. You'll you'll find a Jacob Hill somewhere, you know. <laughs> so randomly, just friend all of the Jacob Hills on Facebook, yep. pretty much. All right, you'll cool. randomly find them. Right. Awesome. All right, man. Appreciate you being on, and uh, we'll definitely have you on in the future if you're up for it. Hey, anytime. Thanks for having me. All I right. wish it was under. I wish the season was still going on, but hey. Uh, yeah, that's that's we'll do that when when I'll get definitely get you back on when there's actually a season in play and we can talk about hockey that's happening, not that might yeah. happen. All right, sounds good, man. Thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll be back right after this. All right, so big thank you to Jacob for coming on the show for the Fandom Friday segment. And if that is something that you want to do, shoot me an email, lockedonavalanche at gmail dot com, or get a hold of me through one of these social media outlets on Twitter or on Instagram, and we'll set it up. I think we'll keep doing it through the the off-season, which is right now. So, uh, yeah, shoot me a, a line if you want to be part of that segment. would love to have anybody on that's Colorado Avalanche fan. Last piece of business to get to quickly is the latest poll, and like I said, we're not going to have one for the weekend. Start it back up on Monday. Uh, and for this one, it was two guys, Philip Grubauer, Pavel Francos, who's the Vesna Trophy winner for the Avalanche. And running away, Pavel Francos wins this one. I think it was 74% to 26%. And it makes sense. Uh, it's, and, and someone in the, uh, in the chat, I want to bring it up to give them credit, uh, pretty much kind of nailed it. So uh, they, they, they said, overall... Grubauer is probably the better goalie, but this year here, it's, uh, his name is Jake. Gruby is the better goalie, but what Frank, but what Frank the tank did for this team was nothing short of heroic. Uh, and that's true. And, and you're, you're, you're just giving this award for this season, not overall, not who's the better goalie. Usually this year it's hands down. It's Pavel Francois was the avalanche best goalie. Uh, we want to heap all the praise on Nathan McKinnon, and he absolutely deserves all of it. Um, we wouldn't be in the position that we were in if it's not for him, but we also might not be there if it wasn't for what Pavel Francos has done this past season. So, uh, And they rewarded him with a, a nice little contract, nothing that would break the bank, but for him, uh, you know, that that's a great thing to lock him up for a couple years. So uh, I think that went the way that I was expecting it to go. So we'll be back with another one on Monday. I haven't figured out which one it will be, but rest assured we will do this uh, when for all of the awards that we can do it for. Um, so it seems like it's generating some, some buzz and people seem to be enjoying taking part in it. So that's going to be it for today. It's going to be it for this week. So enjoy the weekend. We'll be back next week. 
and see what we can talk about. I'm sure there's going to be some more news coming out about this thing, and there's always Avalanche news out there. And uh, I'll be here to divulge it for you guys. So thanks for tuning in. That'll do it for the Locked On Avalanche podcast. And like always, go check out the Locked On NHL podcast for league-wide news of what's going on with everything. Coronavirus, non-coronavirus, just everything going on with the NHL. Check out Locked On NHL. That's going to do it, guys. Enjoy the weekend. Here's Dovey. Go, Abs, go! Go, Abs, go!